This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. And joining me as always, Jared Morgan. G'day, Chris. How you going, mate? I am doing well. Uh, are you sufficiently sugared? <laughs> yeah, so as we mentioned last time, uh, 7-Eleven had their Bring Your Own Cup Day. Except for it wasn't one day, it was two. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can get double the diabetes instead of just <laughs> single the diabetes. <laughs> and a lot of diabetes it is. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I collected my two and a quarter quart uh, jug uh, pitcher and... I grabbed another small juice container that uh, for my boy, and he looked at it and he goes, "Don't you have something bigger?" <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. And so, <laughs> Good boy. I, so I dug around and I found one that a container that was a little bit bigger. And then he's he's sitting there and he's eyeballing it and he's eyeballing my pitcher and he goes, "I think I want the pitcher." And I went, "Why?" <laughs> he goes, "I think it's bigger." <laughs> And I'm like, shall we do a volumetric test here, son? Or like, let me give you a size lesson of volumetric. So, so I, I grabbed one of our Slurpee cups because I, I I keep a handful of Slurpee cups so that then I pay for refill price, which is only a buck rather than full price, which would be two bucks for the Slurpee that I get. We're talking um, like not the um, not the sort of like uh, wax paper cups. These are like plastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, God know what I saved the wax paper cups. <laughs> no. no. Um, so I, so it's a super big gulp size, and I put that right next to his container, and it was the same height. And, mm. you know, the his container was a little bit narrower, but not much. And so I was like, look, you can fit two of these cups into one of these. You don't ever get this size cup to begin with, and now you're going to get Two of them. <laughs> yeah. Do you really like because you can get that much free right. Slurpee? Do you actually want that free Slurpee? Yeah. Right. Well, it wasn't free, buck fifty, but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so, you know, pennies <laughs> all being. I know what you're saying. Seriously, right? Buck fifty pennies on the dollar. Um. So yeah, <laughs> we we went and and we uh we filled that bad boy up, and he sat there with his straw just <laughs> nursing that yep. thing, and uh, I got he. He finished half of it. I don't know. That's a good effort. Strong effort. Um, mm. And the Slurpee Force is strong in this one. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the next day, uh, we, which is Saturday, we do what we call the Saturday morning routine, which is uh, he goes to his karate practice, and then that gets out at noon, and then we drive over to the. Uh, the little Caesar's pizza, pick up our pizza 
and then right next door is a 7-Eleven, so then we'll get a Slurpee. Oh, nice. So that's our Saturday morning routine. So before we left for karate, he was like, are we going to get another uh, fill-your-own-cup, Dad? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come on! I'll fight with my arms. Right, right. Twist my arm. So yeah, we went ahead and uh, got another got another cup of that. Now, what's funny is this coincided with uh, a buddy of mine goes for a bike ride every morning, and he's not an athletic guy at all. But probably for the past year, year and a half, every morning on his Facebook feed, up pops his bike ride, and it's only like fifteen miles or so. Um, but, uh, con- considering the shape he was in when he first started, it was like, Hey, that was a really, really good ride for him. Right. Yeah. Um, and, but the fact that he's doing it before he goes to work, it was just kind of like, wow, you know, that's, that's a lot of dedication and he, it's just become yeah. a part of his life now. Right. So I've been doing this fitness class at my boys, uh, martial arts studio. They offer, uh, fitness kickboxing, which is basically like, like Taibo. It's 45 oh. minutes of hell. Um, <laughs> and yeah. this is the third year I've done this, what they call a 99 day challenge. And it's basically you get it for free for four months. Um, oh. And so I do it for those four months. Well, the first two years I did it, I would get done with it. And I'd feel really good. And I felt really good while doing it. And, you know, it's probably about three weeks into starting it that, you know, felt really strong about it. This year, it's just been misery. I don't know. Oh, really? Oh, my God. It, the pain in my leg, it feels like it feels like somebody's just twisting it and, and just got this, you know, like a steel cable running all the way up my leg. And it's just I can't relax. I can't loosen up. Um, I, oh. I get done with the workout and I don't feel that, you know, rush of endorphins or anything. I'm more just like hobbling. Um, so it's been no fun whatsoever. And so I kind of was like, well, okay, is this just a factor of me getting old or is it that I'm not having a good time doing this particular exercise anymore? Should I do something different? Exactly. Like go on a bike ride or something like that. And that's just it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on a bike ride. I haven't gone on a bike ride in forever. I'll go ride on a bike ride. So I did that on the Friday morning that the, the fill your own slurpy cup day started. And then I do it on Saturday. And, and so I'm, I'm sitting there posting my bike rides on Facebook, but I'm also posting pictures of these Slurpees. And nice. I, think, I think it was uh, our good friend Heretic who commented on my my feed. Oh, I wondered why there was a reason you were starting to ride a bike. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. <laughs> I, didn't even, I, I had a look at your uh, Facebook feed. I don't yeah. often log on to Facebook, but... I did like your sleepy post cause it, and then I saw it on Twitter as well because you were like sharing the sharing the sleepy love everywhere, you yes. see. Um, but I didn't actually notice that Heretic was on there. He doesn't obviously go by his real name. Which and he I doesn't go by Heretic either. Secret. All right. No, I, yeah. he, he goes by some misspelling of Bob Dylan. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 E- even I, when using a typing in a username, he misspells that. Get yes. right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Typically, everything. God forbid you take the time to push a backspace and uh, nah. you know correct anything. One take, one take wonder, man. That's right. Sorry, move forward. There is no backward. It's there is no forward. Backspace is for wimps. 
Yeah, in a Scottish accent, which I can't do. <laughs> I tried doing it. It was. <laughs> I think we all can all attest. Uh, if if you ever want to hear some very 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 poor comedy, uh, go back to our first, second or it's the second or third episode. Second or third episode, yeah, uh, where I tried to do an impersonation. California tries to be a Scotsman. Yeah, uh, except for he's not Scotsman; he's an Irishman. Just Irishman. because I sounded Scottish, <laughs> he's going to come down on plane and kick my ass for telling the same man. You know that. Sorry, heretic. How dare you? The wankers come and call me Irish, or I'm Irish, not Scottish. <laughs> yep, he will kick my ass. Yes. Um, uh. so, so yeah, go on to our uh, well. If you haven't already signed up, which you should, at Blockade on Twitter um, or at Shut Your Traps, I uh, posted photos of the Slurpee, and unfortunately, I was very disappointed nobody else posted photos. Um, although I did get a bunch of likes from people I have no clue who they are, and obviously it was because I hashtagged Bring Your Own Cup Day. And uh, what the, um, the one that I love the most, the other- though, Slurpee itself liked my post, so. Oh, nice. Yes. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping it real. Game no so game. What, did you see any other fine examples of vessel vessel usage um, on the you day? You know, I um, saw a kid walking down the street with what looked like a uh, a Tupperware-ish sort of bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a mom and her daughter. They both had uh, sport drink uh, cups. Okay. But nothing creative. Um, like no, nothing like I suggested. Like get a, get a bit of PVC pipe with an end cap no. on it. That's that ten. That's ten inches in diameter. Or yeah. is it ten? Yeah. Then make it fifty meters. Or, or <laughs> and then just it's ten inches, man. Look, it fits through the hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Juvenile humor it's, at its best. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I didn't see much, uh, much in the way of of cool vessels this year. Uh, I don't know if there just wasn't the excitement over it like last year. Um, spreading it's it out over like two the, days, I don't know. This hasn't happened. Like this isn't like a long-standing thing, is it? This no, this is, is the second uh, year they've done it. Second year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so right, last year was a learning experience <laughs> then, with yeah. people bringing waiting pools. And went, uh, no, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, not so much. Is there a trick? I know we're talking a lot about Slurpee um, stuff, which is okay because it only happens really twice a year. Like just bring your own cup day and then free Slurpee day. But when you go and fill your cups, are you the smart guy who goes in there on each station of each flavor and goes, yeah, a bit of that one and then a bit of that one? So you actually get frozen stuff or you just take it out of the one hopper? You think that's the smart approach? Well... <laughs> Well, yeah, because you no. get frozen beverage. Nah. See, here's the problem. Flavors on top seep down to flavors on the bottom. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about the same flavor, but just out of two separate sides. Like, I don't know how they structure it. Oh, there no. In, each in one of US. our spigots is a different flavor. Ah. See, in the high-volume stores here, we, we might have two cola um, spigots. Mm. So I was thinking, well, you know, to get lots of frozen um, slurpy, rather than this like slushy li- liquid, which is gross. You can actually go, oh yeah, from this one and then from that one. But yeah, mixing flavors, no, <laughs> don't do it. It turns into crap. My my yeah. uh, my kid usually gets wild cherry 
and they have this new, uh, you heard the candy airheads. It's one of those really super sour candies. Oh, uh, we used to have warheads here. It's kind of like Australia. warheads. Yes. Yeah, so it's not the atomic warhead, but it's the same similar principle. Yeah. So Lots they, citric acid, yeah. yeah. So they have a, uh, some strawberry or berry flavored airhead sour thing, thing. sour thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so my kid tried a little sip of it. He was like, Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, don't get an entire slurping of that. that. Yeah, because you'll never, ever finish it. I go, just mix it in a little with your, you know, just put a little smidge into the bottom, mix in your uh, wild cherry, you'll be good to go. So he did that, and he yeah. was like, okay, that's great. So I was getting bored of getting uh, cola flavor, uh, Coca-Cola flavor. I was like, I'm just going to put a little dash of that in there and see what happens. So I put Thanks, literally like an inch worth at the bottom of the cup, and that was it. Fill the rest with Coke. All I tasted <laughs> for the entire drink was the was sour. That <laughs> That's how potent it was. Stuff. Yeah, right. <clears throat> like I said, mixing flavors, you got to be very careful with what you mix. It's a science. It's a science, definitely. Yeah. Well, that does sound interesting indeed. Hey, did you know that I've actually got a tournament on today, a real one? I do know like, that. With real pinballs? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. And I am going to be collecting cash this time because last time I got third, you might remember. Yeah. Um, which is the first time ever in like the whole year and a bit that I've been playing in that tournament. What's your entry <laughs> so, fee? Uh, 15 bucks. Okay. And that's, um, that's pretty much unlimited play and a bit to the, the venue, which is a bowls club, like a lawn bowls club. And uh, a little bit to the operator who supplies the machines, which is definitely fair enough. Yeah. So anyhow, what I what I did last time is I, um, because I got the bike, I just ride over there a bit early, and then I give the operator a bit of a hand to to sort of clean his machines and do any minor tech stuff that's on it, just so when everyone's playing on it, um, they get the best experience possible for the tournament. Everything's working well and nice and snappy and everything. And I found this little trick the other time when I was there. The guy has a lot of early solid state. So we're talking um, early Stern electronic pinball machines okay. and stuff like that, you know, like Meteor and um, um, a lot of that sort of era of game. And a bit of a tech tick tip here, for those of you who um, own these machines, you probably already know this tip, but the way these machines work is that they, uh, unlike the more modern machines, which all use low power switching, um, these these earlier solid states all use high voltage switching through the cabinet switches. So when you press your flipper button, it actually transfers 50 volts through the contacts inside the, the cabinet to the flippers rather than like just switching them on and then letting the circuitry do the work, right? So what happens is over time, these contacts lose this, like the coating, the tungsten coating on them, mm. and they start to arc. And you might notice that if you've ever stepped up to these ones, it hasn't been well maintained and it's sort of in a dark environment. You see lightning inside the machine pretty much because yeah. it's going bzz, 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 and it's, it's arcing away. And what happens over time is that causes a big pit in the contacts, which means less contact surface, mm -hmm. which means less electrical connectivity, which means weaker flippers. So the easy way you can fix that is get a little file and grind down both contact surfaces of the, um, the, the switch and then give it a bit of a hit with some sandpaper, like some 150 grit or something like that. Um, and you'll find that the thing works almost as good as new. Um, grinding down the contacts on these older machines is just like one of the biggest tips to get them working well again. So 
I did that to pretty much all of his machines last time I was there, and everyone was just going, wow, this is like a new machine. Hmm. Wow, what do you do to it, to the operator? And he said, um, oh, Jared did something to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy is, the guy, you know, can change a sleeve and, you know, resolder a wire, but he doesn't know these little tuning tips. Yeah. He does now because I've shown him, but, um, he was at least aware that you don't do it on the modern machines because they, they don't have high voltage going through the cabinet switches, but on the older ones, he just wasn't quite sure. So, and I did some tuning of the pop bumpers and stuff, like putting the contacts close together so they're really, really snappy. Mm-hmm. And that made a huge difference to the old machines. Because, you know, when you play the old machines, there's not a lot to them. So yeah. you've got to have everything working really, really well because otherwise it's pretty flat yeah. experience when you're playing. So, yeah, there's nothing more doing- frustrating than trying to play a machine that... Uh, well, this is what I run across a lot of times with these... EMs where mm. you can't get the ball more than halfway up the play field. Yeah, because everything just arc too mm-hmm. much. That's the problem because EMs, like especially EMs, everything relies on electrical connectivity because there is no solid state circuitry yeah. in them. So you've got to do this for all the contacts in EMs. And there's a lot of contacts in <laughs> EMs you've got to like burnish. So yeah, it's it's you're right. It's really tough, and it it spoils the experience, doesn't it? Like when mm. when you can get the ball to hit half the targets because it's just not strong enough. No, it, um, it's definitely like playing on a. Well, guy, okay, I played a Firepower Two a while back that the flippers weren't strong enough to even get the ball up a ramp, up the uh, uh, the side ramp. It was, and it, that ramp is. Mm, I guess it's midfield. I mean, it's not steep. It's close. And it's like, there is no reason why I should not be able to get this ball up this ramp. Yeah. And yeah, it just completely kills all the fun because you're like, well, guy, if I can't even make the shot that I know I'm supposed to be able to make. It's like a key shot in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's just like, why bother? The other thing you got to watch too is that because end of stroke switches, which are the, the things that tell the flipper coil to go into high power and low power. Um, they work a bit differently on these early solid states too. So on the more modern machines, this, the end-stroke switches are normally open because what they are is just a signal to the machine on the modern ones to say, oh, okay, well, the flip has made a stroke. I'll then switch the power on the circuit board and, and pass low voltage through just to hold the coil up. But, of course, the early solid states, they didn't have that sort of control. Yeah, It's what's commonly called fliptronics in Williams machines. I think Stern has a, a they, they don't really copyright the name. They just have, yeah, solid state flippers. Um, but with the early solid states, you've also got to pay attention to the end of stroke switch because it it will actually, the the, the cabinet controls um, where your flipper buttons are send the power to the flipper, but the end of stroke switch um, governs whether it's getting high voltage or low voltage. So if that one's pitted and dirty as well, you're going to have um, stuttering at the top of the stroke. So oh. you might have seen if a ball comes down really fast on a flipper and it hits it and it goes and stutters, that's a, a sign that the end of stroke switch is either dirty or pitted or not making good contact. So that a bit of a going over too, and you'll have them like the flippers were just working so well after I did that and just ground down the contacts. Of course, you know, there's only so many times you can do that before you end up with nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. It's it's a short term fix, and you know, of course, as well, with those cabinet switches. If you if you do start filing it down, it's the beginning of the end because you're, you're taking the tungsten coating yeah. off the contact. So 
they're going to arc more and you're going to have to keep on doing it until there's no contact yet left. But you will get a bit of extra life out of your switches that way. <laughs> in the meantime, you can go online and try and find new switches. <laughs> they're actually pretty readily available. Yeah. They're about 5 or $6 a contact, like a stack. Mm-hmm. And they will improve, like, uh, sorry, the cabinet switch is about 5 or 6 but the end of strokes aren't even that much, I don't think. Yeah. So just put, like, put a, you know, Put them in, especially if they're out in location. You don't want to have to go in there every time you do a collection mm-hmm. and grind down the contact patches again because that's just pain in the bum. So just pay your six bucks and and just write it off with a couple of games, really. There you go. Um, yeah. So I'll be doing that tonight. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I love getting my fingers dirty. <laughs> I have to go. See, I need you to live really... near me, and then you can work on my machine. <laughs> your firepower. <laughs> we, I, I reckon with that one, we should see if Free Gold Watch would be willing to give you the, the vector art for their um their shirts that they did up for no I forget what it was one of the pinball no. um tournaments because it looks so good the vector art mm-hmm. like it, it, it it's just perfect fit for that game yep. like if you need to it, I would love to see them release a playfield decal for that that would be so good would be pretty sweet speaking of new releases uh so we talked about the Ghostbusters table last week. Mm. And over on Deadflip, uh, what is his name? Jack Danger is that the, the Jack host? Danger? Yeah, he was Best over at the yeah he was over at the Stern Factory and actually got to play the game. They had it uh, posted online. It was you know they had a camera looking at the player. They had a camera looking down at the uh, play field. They had a camera on the DMD. So you were able to see a the lot. Full free camera mix pro sort of like. Pretty much what the IFPA do when they do broadcasting. Yeah. The the only yeah. downside was that uh, either their connection speed wasn't top notch or uh, the video feed. Anyway, it was really hard to follow the ball because oh, right. it was a little pixely. Um, it wasn't uh, like it was high yeah. def. And on, it's, a, it's rough when you're trying to actually like if you're not just recording a session and then streaming it later. Yeah. Like it's really tough to get it right because well, yeah, and then like, on top of that, the LED lights on the game are really bright. Mm. <laughs> so whenever they would flare, they're like epilepsy-inducing bright. Well, it's insane. But I mean, whenever they would flare, you now could not even see the ball. You the know, white balance swing, yeah, off, and yeah, you couldn't just track. Completely it. blew yeah. the image up. So, so that was a little bit of a disappointing. But it did give a chance to actually see you. Uh, what the gameplay was like, how the people were doing, you know, you know, playing it. Uh, this is on a pro, right? Yeah, this it wasn't was on a pro because they haven't even got those off the line yet. Yeah, no. So this was on a pro, so yeah. we didn't get to see what the the ghost uh, slings look like. Didn't get to see slings, what the echo goggles, the lock mechanism, yeah. all the things that are just completely missing from the pro. Right. Um, we did hear complaints that you know of people saying, "Oh, it's obviously a Trudeau machine since the flippers are so damn far apart." <laughs> it is a drain monster. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Those, those love it. Those outlanes. <laughs> yeah, the outlanes are pretty vicious. Um, so uh, you know, you extra wide uh, gap between the flippers, outlanes that are very hungry for the ball. Um, yeah, so it's Short definitely times. definitely it's a challenge. Tough. Well, what was funny was the guys that were there playing the machine. Yeah, everybody was having short games except for Jack. <laughs> I oh, mean, right. like everybody else was scoring. I don't know. It'd be finish a game off with maybe eight million points. 
he was finishing games off with, you know, between 250 and 315 million. <laughs> um, so the good thing was, was you able, you know, obviously with ball times that long, you were able to see what could be done. Yeah. The bad thing is, is what it pointed out to me and a few other people. And I'm like, oh, really? The modes, it's a ladder. It's you, a ladder. Yep. You do it in order. So you will always oh. start with the same mode, and then you go to the next mode. And so I guess the reasoning behind this was the modes get more difficult as you go up the ladder. Mm. But the bad thing was... You'll probably never ever get to see the upper modes unless you're really good. Yeah, and I, I never even... I mean, you know, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, right? He's huge mm. on the back of this playfield, full 3D yeah. toy. Never yeah. saw him do a thing. Rocks. Never got to see that. I think the most modes I saw was three. Um, really? Yeah. So that was Just really... Just because it's so hungry. It was so hungry, but maybe the guys didn't quite know how to activate them or, or you know, didn't care or whatever. But even still, it was like, it was really sad for as many games that got played to just see the same thing over and over and over again. And you know, yeah. my general impression is that's going to get boring. They need wonder to if, have uh, some, some randomization, uh, you know, it might be a setting. Um, I know the, uh, you might be able to change that in the operator settings from ladder to just whenever, from what the guys at Stern were saying. No, Oh, really? It's a hard setting. That's a hard setting. They want it to be a story. So they, want story. they actually want yeah. to play. Ah, yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. I think America's Most Haunted plays a bit like that too. Like you've got to do all the ghosts in order. Mm-hmm. There, there's quite a structure to the way that the they want to that Spooky want that story unfolded. So yeah, who knows? Maybe Stern actually took a few cues from that. Since yeah, it's sort of I don't spooky know. Themed. I I mm. wish that it had. And it's funny because last week's table of the week wound up being a road show, mm. and there's how you do the modes, I think, in terms of, you know, yeah, you're traveling across the country, right? It's quite linear, but there's but a variety. In, yeah, you don't yeah. always start with New York. It's New right. York or Miami. And as you travel across, it's, you know, there's one of three cities that you're going to hit for that grouping, you might say. And then you go yeah. across. So it's always random what you're going to be getting. And I like I that variety. With Roadshow, is uh, did the cities change with pop bumper hits? Like the the cities that are within the path that the game's chosen. I have no idea. Are they? I, I've never noticed it. Maybe it is a predetermined path based on when you start the game. I'm not sure. Yeah, I really couldn't tell you that. I've never noticed. I'm sure the pattern, that if Pinwiz was say. in the chat today, he would be able to tell us. Yeah, because he knows things. But, um, <laughs> he he pays attention to that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep the yeah. stupid ball alive. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, so so that was disappointing. Um, the Slimer toy looked like it bounced in all directions, from what I could tell. Because mm-hmm. you were saying that you thought that it only bounced side to side, I think, or up and down. Uh, it apparently on the Pro it will move up and down only, but on the Premium and LEs it will move up and down and left to right. So I thought it was just on a spring. Like a big hefty mm. spring sticking out, and so it would bounce whichever direction it needed to. It didn't look well, like it I was think... only moving one direction on this. And like I said, they were playing the pro. So okay, I think maybe there might be some inherent springiness to the mechanism. But on the pro, to, I think Slimer will actually raise up, so you can't hit it, and then down when you are supposed to hit it. Okay, and then I think on the premium and LEs, from what I understand, it will move left and right to block shots. 
and then you have to hit it so it will move okay, out of the so way. Okay, so there's a bit of motorization to it. Yeah, yeah. In it actually does have a motor spring. on the other side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's got a bit of, I think the idea with the um, uh, sort of um, springiness to it is when you hit the ball, it will actually make the ball behave strangely and, and sort of okay. like fly off, you know. Okay. So it sort of adds a bit of randomness to the way the ball behaves when it hits that particular toy. But okay. um, um, yeah. the one other source of complaint for, for the table, and it, I'm going to say this, these are minor quibbles. The sound yeah. package on this is great. Loved it. Um, yeah. The look of the table is great. The flow of the ball looked pretty good. So I'll definitely be interested to see. Yeah. Even on the pro. So I'll definitely be able, be curious to see what it looks like on the LE, but um, I mean, it looked like a fun game. The okay. DMD animations were were pretty sweet. Um, like I said, the callouts were good. The music was fantastic. Um, constantly changing and giving you different tunes and stuff. Um, it sounds like that when they they were designing the sound package, they could have very easily gone with just the um, Ghostbusters theme on loop, like they did in the Farsight version. Right? Like, no, they they, they pulled the music. Out. They pulled music, <laughs> uh, all different types of music from the movie. As well as, uh, I don't know if they did any of their own, but it was, like I said, there's a variety. It's a good variety. Good. You're going to hear a lot of different stuff. But uh, the good. one other thing that, that ever, well, I shouldn't say everybody, um, mostly it was an argument that I saw on Facebook, and then that became many, many voices. But yeah. the video mode. Hey, you uh, know how in Starship Troopers there's that, are you psychic? And you take a guess at the card. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, in Ghostbusters, there's that ESP moment of, do you have ESP? And it's, hey, which card am I thinking of, right? So two mm. cards will flip, and you need to guess which card. And if you guess correctly, then you get the option of, do you want to quit now and collect your money, or do you want to go for more? It's uh. a coin flip. There's no, it, it's, there's yeah. no skill. It's a complete that's coin rubbish. flip. So you can guarantee that if that's a... No, moving, looking forward to like the Stern Pimble app. Yeah. If they use the same sort of goal wizard structure, that's going to be a that's going to be a wizard goal <laughs> for you to actually fluke your way through that. You know, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that's what they do. That's the 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 uh, the guys who set the goals in Farsight are, are cruel sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. I don't know who it is there that does it, but yeah, they they. I think if you don't give them enough coffee one day, they turn really mean. <laughs> And they're saying the goals. It's just one of those things where it's, I don't mind video modes, but mm. there should be a bit of skill involved. Yeah. I don't like, like just dumb random blood because it, it made me, since we just recently played Starship Troopers, I was like, oh God, not that. Because I hated whenever that thing popped up. But it made me even think quick. worse was in Cue Ball Wizard, there's that stupid. Oh, that thing. The, that is the, a, what is it? Worst video mode <laughs> in the history. Like, it is impossible impossible to play that right they thought godly when they were doing that surely would have thought go oh crap we need to do <sighs> we need to do a video mode all right let's just make this this thing because it's like we, we need to release this game because this is uh, like three curtains and it's picked behind one of the curtains and well that's one of them and then there's that infer that that one's not that bad i mean that's really just dumb luck okay. as well because there's no way you can yeah there's it. no but way that's it. another horrible one where you got to catch the ball oh the god that was terrible that thing that is just the worst game ever <laughs> on a pinball machine. I'd rather play that virtual pinball game on Dira <laughs> Magic than, than have to play that stupid bloody ball catch thing because it's just the worst. It is the worst. 
So anyway, it's one of those things where it's like you kind of cross your fingers that maybe in a future code patch that they'll make it more interesting. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Maybe it was it's amusing literally for the first time you see it. But then as it kept on popping up on various games and various games, uh, you could tell that everybody playing was just like uh, and, and they weren't even risking it. They were like. There you go. Uh, I'll take this one. I'll take this one. Ah, Two is good enough. I'm done. You know, let's move on. Yep. So, yeah, get the points. Like if you can get some free points out of it, I guess it's good. But like that, it certainly wouldn't be in tournament mode. That wouldn't be a strategy. That would just be like, well, they uh, said that you could, they said that it could be turned off. The video mode. Good. Can be turned off. They're good. Let's just turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like video mode? No, thank you. So if only uh, yeah. they could, if if they could just find some way of randomizing, even just a bit, the yeah. uh, the modes, um, you know, obviously fine. Keep your wizard at the wizard. I don't, I don't care. But give us some kind of a pyramid up, so yeah. that the first mode like starting, staggered. yeah, a, a ladder, but like a almost like a EPL ladder that allows you to like sort of like go up in a different sort of way, right? A tree, yeah, yeah like a like a yeah, tree your way up, yeah. That would be good because, um, yeah, if operators are going to dull the scene pretty tight, which they probably will because they want it to earn money, um, you're not going to be able to see very much of it. No. On the subject of video modes, um, the, because I've got the, the Indiana Jones, the Williams Indiana Jones over the road, like I'm just loving the video modes and that all over again. <laughs> it is just, it's got the funnest video modes, like that minecart escape yeah. video mode. It's so simple in the way you're supposed to do it, just left and right in the flippers, but when you get to that third tunnel after you come down the, uh-huh. the big slope and it's it's speeding along at light speed, I I just have not been able to finish it since I've been over <laughs> there. It's I had I have finished it once and it was a fluke. You just gotta twitch reflex it. It's great. Um and then there's the um Raven Bar video mode where you gotta like move the, the gun along and, and cap those the bad guys. And the the gun sound effect that they've got in there when you actually shoot the guys is really chunky and really good. Mm-hmm. You really feel satisfying when you're nailing these dudes uh, with it. And um, I, I love them. The video modes in there are really good. And that's what they need to think about when they're making video modes. It will take more effort, but if you're going to do a video mode, don't do it like a 50-50. Like, that's just no good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, don't like the coin flip. But, uh, yeah, so like I said, I, I'll be curious to see what the uh, LE... Uh, looks like, but so far, it looks like a winner machine. I, I really, really enjoyed seeing what they uh, what they showed. So, I was uh, happy to tune in for once to one of those things because normally, I I don't get the appeal of watching pinball. <laughs> I, no, I like to play. I want to play. It. I mean, I don't it's good if you need to familiarize yourself before a tournament and yeah, go. Oh, all right, so this is how you play for an hour. Mm. Somebody playing. I would have it on in the background. And then sort of tune in and tune out when something cool's happening. But I wouldn't sit there intently and watch the screen and yeah. go, "Oh, look at that flasher! Oh, <laughs> look at that shot! Oh, <laughs> it's just I couldn't think of anything worse." Boy, like he sure does know how to make it go at seventy-eight degrees, doesn't he? Wow! Oh, jeez! <laughs> yeah, that that's an impressive flip there, dude. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we're just missing something, but yeah. <sighs> You know, know. it, it falls into the, it. it falls into the generation that my son is a part of, where they'd rather watch, watch somebody game. play a video game than actually play the video game. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it, but 
there's one thing I I've I haven't seen, and that is there doesn't seem to be any video modes in Rescue 911, uh, which is currently in beta at the moment. Mm. So I wonder if we might have a chat about what that game's all about, because it's not really that common, 911. The only, the only time I've seen one is when it was fresh out of the box back in 93 or whenever it was released. I can honestly say I've never seen one. Yeah. The the big feature on this table is the helicopter. So um, it's on a, it's basically on a big fixed arm, and it's quite cool how they've actually done it in that when you activate the Rescue 911 mode, uh, which you activate a fair bit in this game, um, it actually swings around as it sort of goes in this sort of half arc and it'll swing around and sort of fly towards you. And you've got to actually press the flipper buttons to raise this little pedestal that the ball sits on. Okay. So it will actually meet the helicopter just at the right time and then swing array. And I've got to admit, this is, this will just be a tuning issue at the moment because we already are on the first um, phase of the beta, but the helicopter is just rocketing over to that position so fast that the, the ROM emulation isn't allowing you to raise the ball um, at the right time. Like oh. it's completely out of sync. Okay. Um, so that will require a little bit of tuning, which I'm sure they will do. Um, uh, I think they're like the usual sort of things where you get in the first round beta, there's a few graphical issues and stuff like that, but nothing that won't be solved by the time it goes out. Um, Gameplay wise though, it's, um, uh, it's a strange game. Uh, it's it is a classic God leave shoot the strobing shot sort of you know game, mm. but um, it's got the really the helicopter is the, the trick. Um, that's, that's about it really. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just the helicopter shoot the helicopter. And for those who haven't played it before, you it tells you on the DMD you have to drop it in. You've got to drop the ball um, from the helicopter into this hole, but unless you know where the hole is, it's maybe not that intuitive that the hole is actually this cutout in the pop bumper area. It's just a little hole cut out, cut out in the plastic that you've got to basically drop the ball into. Now, I don't quite understand how it actually detects it because there is no switch in there that detects that the ball is dropped. I guess it must go, well, if you haven't dropped the ball um somewhere on the play field and it hasn't contacted a switch, then therefore it's a good shot <laughs> because there's a, there's a switch when the, the helicopter goes all the way back, it drops the ball into a, um, a concealed rail mm-hmm. and it just rolls down. So there must be a switch or something inside there that detects whether it's gone full circle and you haven't dropped the ball, but it's really See, that's where I'd conduct an experiment if I owned one, which is I'd catch the ball before it dropped into anything and then see if it scored the, Differently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't really noticed a difference when you drop the ball in there. It tells you to do it, and there's a flasher right near the hole that says, Oh, I dropped the ball. Like it's just flashing away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it flashes, sometimes it doesn't. So um, I think this game will look pretty good on DX11. It's got a lot of um, flashes in it, and there's a lot of, um, yeah, red and blue, obviously, because okay. it's Rescue 911, uh, based off the show, basically, the CBS show. Does, does William Shatner narrate? No, he doesn't. <laughs> so he used to narrate that yeah. show in Rescue 911. Yeah. Ah, the Shats. Nice. <laughs> no, there's none of that. But um, there's there's five modes that... Actually, there's more than five modes. There's a fair few modes in this game for Godly because 
normally you've got to leave it a bit light on with modes, but I think you've got to get um, about eight or nine modes before you can get access to the sort of wizard the wizard mode, which is pretty uninspiring. Um, but you know, it's it's keeping in tradition of Godleave games, which are generally pretty uninspiring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry about that, Godleave, but you know, uh, I don't think Godleave cares because they're kind of not in business anymore. No, there's um, probably a reason for that. Yeah, so. you, you may. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting addition to the um, the collection, I think, and. You can get some pretty big scores in it if you um, get your your timing right with the jackpots and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's worth having a bit of a go when it comes out, and um, yeah, having a play. It's funny on uh, on Twitter, Stern has been doing. A, I guess it's their thirtieth anniversary or something yeah. of that nature. Um, so they've been doing kind of a history recap, uh, and they'll mention a table on a particular day. Say, hey, it came out on this date. What do you remember about it? Yeah. Um, but they were running through all of the Data East and uh, Sega tables, or <clears> been <throat> mentioning some of them, and and it's just kind of it's kind of interesting looking at what they're saying about it because I didn't realize that Stern. I thought that they just bought the license of <clears throat> Data East and Sega. I didn't realize that it was all the same, you know, company. Yeah. Um, so Stern Electronics moved into Data East. Yeah. Which then moved into Stern again, and well, they relaunched. Moved into uh, to Sega. To Sega because yeah. they bought the rights for Sega, right. and then so it's the same factory. Yeah. But they just changed right names, which yeah. makes sense to me now because I never was happy with the build quality on Data East, and I was never happy with the build quality on Sega, and it's like yep. mm, same. Same thing. Same manufacturer. Um, yeah. And same so, if you look at the, the way that they were built, like the name change like between Sega and um uh Data East didn't change the feature set on the yeah. games. It was pretty much a ramp, a feature, uh maybe two ramps, a pop, an up kicker, and a feature. And that was pretty much the layout of Data East and Sega tables. Yeah. Um so it's just kind of interesting seeing their what their version of history is, and then just kind of going, "Really? This is what you? Well, okay, I guess that was what was big about that table. Sure, okay." <laughs> yeah, there was always one key feature on the table, and that was it. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's funny. I think uh, they're getting better now, like with these the later revisions of their tables. Uh, I think they've done a lot of good work on uh, on some of these. I mean. For as much hate that people have kind of thrown Stern's away, I think they've kind of gotten to the tipping point the other direction where it's like, well, yeah, they're kind of the only game in town. I mean, uh, yes, Jersey Jack is around, but in the time it takes Jersey Jack to put out one table, Stern's put out five. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, yeah. and they've got the they've got the manufacturing backplane down, and they know how to just pump out tables. I did um, see. Uh, I saw some. Pictures of America's Most Haunted, and I kind of went, really? <laughs> um, I saw a picture of uh, of the new Rob, their Rob Zombie table. Rob Zombie, and again, yeah. I just kind of went, Do it's a very, um, it's very it sparse. sparse. It is a little bit sparsely populated, but um, I think with the spooky tables, they're more about shots and less about toys. Yeah, and um, the to- it probably appeals to a certain player. That's for sure. To me, I just kind it of plays like it. really well. Apparently, like it's it 
yeah, it's really, really for those people who actually own one and have it in their house. It's hard as nails mm. um, to play. Like it's really tough to progress in that game. They've made it deliberately challenging because they know it's for the home market. And the 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 way that they you interact with all the things in the play field um, is quite interesting. Like there's a even though there's like a few things on there, the way you have to actually complete modes is you have to shoot around everywhere. Like it's not just bang this yeah. thing like five times and complete the mode. Like you've got to shoot this door and then shoot that ramp and then you have a limited time to get back up to that shot again. Otherwise, you have to restart the thing again. So it makes you a really good player playing the games. It's like I said, that's fine for some people. For me, I'm a habit trail whore. And, uh, oh, yeah. You just want to shoot <laughs> I want to the see, habit rail. I want to see habit trails and ramps everywhere. Um, yeah. So uh, I also saw saw a picture of full throttle, which I don't think I'd ever seen it, you know, lit up and mm. and that looked pretty cool. Um mm. they just introduced at the Texas Pinball Show what their alien head looks like for the yeah, it's huge. looked awesome. That looked fantastic. Yeah. It even has saliva yeah. dripping from the teeth. Like man, yeah, no, that looked really, I'm really good. Concerned about and that. apparently the video mode uh not not the video mode, but the the DMD animations and stuff look absolutely amazing. Spot on. Yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, one of the guys in our league is actually working on that table, and uh, ah. he he hasn't been able to release what the video looks like yet. He's waiting for an official release before he can. So I'm I'm keeping an eye on his feed because I was like, I want to see what that looks like. Um, yeah. And then I just saw uh, P3 just released video of what their table is. Now they're the ones that the play field is an LED screen and everything sits on modular. Yeah. It's modular and sits on top. And I don't know what I think about it. I mean, again, to certain players, it might be interesting and stuff. The one thing that I did notice though, is man, does it look fast? Um, Mm. And I don't know if it's just the play field surface being that that's what's making the ball just haul butt or, or what, but it looked really fast. Um, it probably does have something to do with the play field because instead of being like a automotive clear coat, it's basically glass. Really. Which scares me to death because, mm. I don't know, having a steel ball bearing bounce around on that. There better not be any air balls, I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah. I can just, yeah, there better be some good mylar on top of that thing because it's going gonna, it's gonna to need it. Something. So, yeah, so yeah there's all sorts of uh, uh, stuff popping up. Um, that's mm. why I kind of... I keep on following all these different pinball manufacturers on Twitter just so that I can uh, see you some see of this cool shiny. Yeah, so you see yeah. the cool shiny. Exactly. Good way of putting it. Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to get out of here pretty quick, but I do want to mention uh, table of the week this week. Jared, I'm going to make it your choice. You get to pick between okay. these two. It's either okay. going to be fishtails or jackpot. Uh, fishtails. Fishtails is our table of the week. It'll be our <laughs> fourth table for this month. Yes, the tournament is this Saturday, the day before Easter. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting huge numbers. Um, yep. And I'm gonna have to work that out. I don't know. We might actually be up the coast for Easter, um, so I'm gonna have to like somehow take my tablet up with me and my controller and try and fit in the game. You know what you should probably do? Maybe make the posting times a little bit flexible I over that weekend. Exactly what I'm gonna do. It's going to be very. Just leave that. Leave it open for the whole thing, and just um, uh, yeah, let people enter it in when they can. 
Yeah, so that'll be Saturday the 26th. Um, I, yeah, I really wish I had have looked at this month. There is only four Saturdays in the month um, <clears throat> in this particular month, so there was no room for, for shuffle. error. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think we will we'll open things up a little bit more and, uh, mm. you know, try and do This is going to be our second to last tournament. Uh, I know. Before... It's unbelievable that we've made it through the current season yep. of one to four, right? Um, so, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy yeah. to think we're there already. Yeah. So uh, second to last tournament. And what that means is, as we've mentioned before, if you are interested in running your own tournament, uh but with our full backing and you have some ideas and want to take over for a month, please yeah. contact us. Uh, you can talk again at blockade on Twitter. Uh, if you want to email us, it's blah, blah, blockade at Gmail. Mm. Um, you know, let us know, go onto the forum, throw your, throw your hat into the ring uh, mm. because it's going to be coming up quick that uh, it's going to be up to you guys to do some stuff. Otherwise I think, uh, well, I don't know. The I tournament still have of the month and tables of the week will slowly fade. Well, they're not, into... not going to fade away, but they may not be nearly as interesting. <laughs> mm, that's right. <laughs> or we may be going, again, I keep on toying with the idea of wanting to do at least one Zen tournament of the month. I think so. I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that'd be really cool. Um, so, uh, but I know, I, you know, I know there's people that don't. So, screw yeah, that. that's right. <laughs> no one on the subject of of wrapping things up. The yeah. one thing um, I I said last month that if anybody was interested in getting shirts in Australia in a bulk lot order, let me know. No one let me know. Didn't have any responses from people um, asking me about getting shirts. Just wondering, um, have you had a look at the uh, the campaigns recently? Has anyone else got shirts in recent? Uh, no. Weeks? <laughs> I just checked today. Uh, so we'll give out that address again, which is represent.com forward slash blockade dash shirts. That gets you to our site where you can buy shirts. We have them in, I believe, six different colors. Um, yes. And all different sizes. All the, It's whatever size you want to pick. Um, yep. I think from anywhere from extra small to turbo XL. Yeah. Um, and they are nineteen dollars. Yep. Uh, plus shipping and handling. So yeah. Get on them. Keep the um. Keep showing the love for the podcast and represent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I I should mention also since next week is uh, Easter weekend, we will not be recording our podcast next week. So boohoo! You'll have to wait two weeks to hear a new podcast, but we will be back. Never fear or fear either or it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so with that note, I want to say thank you everybody for listening. He has been Jared Morgan. I have been Chris Rebus. This has been the Blockade Podcast. We'll see you all next time. See you later. Wizardamusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast and receive 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Get it, 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 get
Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favourite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't prove unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.